Hi, uh, welcome to another Kubrick Data Balance podcast. Um, slightly different this week. Uh, I'm doing it from uh, from home, as I should imagine nearly 100% of you are now working from home. And that raised some really interesting issues, um, definitely about the makeup of people's team. And I'm with um, Nick Blackburn, who is a psychotherapist, and he's going to answer some questions today around neurodiversity and also... As an employer, what do we need to be aware of? And also, as an individual, what do you need to be aware of? And how can you cope in these, frankly, quite challenging times? Nick, would you mind giving me a bit about um, you and your background and, and, and you know, what, what you're doing at the moment? Sure. Hi. Um, so, so I'm a psychotherapist, um, which means, I guess, I, I create spaces for people to listen to themselves um so that changes can happen um and i'm trained to recognize how people have different ways of being um and organizing their experience um and how um a range of what i probably call symptoms particularly things like anxiety depression addictions maybe some of the things that we're talking about can relate to deeper underlying causes. Okay. From a, from a point of view at the moment, um, we are in a, a, a remarkably uh, different and challenging time at the moment and a working environment that many people aren't used to. Mm. Um, we talk about neurodiversity. Um, what, what, what's important about uh, neurodiversity and what's, and what's critical for an employer to... Um, be able to be aware of in their team well um i think the first thing which is really good is that um teams are a lot more switched on now and employers are to the idea that a, a diverse team is a good team um, and the teams where you've got ranges of experience and approaches to things tend to find um better solutions um and are more kind of agile in a in a world that is, is changing and is bigger and only getting bigger um, than than teams where everyone is is sort of the same shape. And and what um, and in terms of if uh, if I'm an if I'm an employer if I'm a leader of a team and I'm I'm sitting at home at the moment and everyone's using a range of uh, digital platforms uh, to be able to communicate with various individuals on their on their team and in their organisation. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, I'm finding it personally quite challenging. I'm guessing that um, different people are going to be dealing with this situation in different ways. Yeah. What, what, what advice could you give to employers to be aware of, um, of their employees struggling or, or any signs or symptoms that they might, um, they might need to be sensitive to? Mm. Well, uh, I think the, the first thing that I often say to managers is um, take a moment to pause and and think about whose this anxiety might be and i'm sure it's on both sides of course it always is but that this can also be quite anxious times for a manager when you're suddenly thinking oh well i can't i can't see everyone then they're not in the office anymore what are they doing um and that, that sometimes there's um a need to uh, overcompensate for that which which can actually then start to to break down the sort of uh, 
team functions. On the other hand, yes, there, there might be people that you're aware of uh, already in the team that have particular needs um, and skills and vulnerabilities. Um, and hopefully you'll have some way of, of monitoring them, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing in a way that won't seem odd. And then also that there'll be some people that have been great um, in an office environment um, that actually might be struggling for the first time. Yeah, well, that actually, that's probably quite a good segue into my next question. What, what In a situation like we're in with, with COVID-19, so mm. quite... Um, it's a situation that not only probably people are worried about their loved ones, their own health, um, and also being um, in isolation in their house. Mm. What, what are the type of um, typical issues that it can cause for people? Well, um, I, I think primarily it's a situation where there are going to be sometimes quite a lot of, of, of new rules and requirements. Um, and I think one challenge can be that, that some of those are likely to be unwritten or things that, that for some people might seem to go without saying in terms of just people's ability to kind of get on with it, which, of course, we all want to. Um, but that, that for other people, probably actually for, for a lot of people to a lower extent, that that environment can be quite overwhelming. Um, and, and I think um, in a few different places people at the moment are experiencing it's kind of a barrage of instructions which, which sometimes are not very clear and if so if you're one of those individuals because um it's definitely it's not you know I'm, I'm talking at the moment about um the employer and how they can spot it with the employee but actually we're all you know everyone is under their own pressure mm. to the individual what what practical tips could you offer them of of how to manage their own anxiety or their own stress in in times like this well um and and i think if we're if we're talking about anxiety um and, and i think at some point maybe spending some time if we're going to talk about neurodiversity of of you know teasing out some of those differences because there are differences yeah. but i think it's absolutely right to to start off almost um, seeing the common things between people. So, you know, in an anxious situation, what can you do? And I think there are always things that you can do. Um, so first of all, thinking about that anxiety, I think a lot of people just want to shut that down straight away or distract from it. Um, and sometimes getting into habits that are quite destructive to distract from that you know and it might just be you find you're looking at social media or the news every five minutes um and it you know might be for some people uh, doing other things um so so really sort of and whether it's having a conversation writing a list just having a think about it i mean often having another person it does help to be able to talk about these things voicing an anxiety and putting it into words right but then then the other things are to do with um a sort of more planning based um and so looking at your environment how are you organizing that looking at your time and do you and is there something about um looking at also your structure that maybe you've come from a, a fairly regimented structure that's nearly habitual you know you get on the train you go to work 
the break at work. Is there something about trying to put that structure in your day? Yes. Um, I'm I'm pausing because I I think people are divided into being able to accept the wisdom of right with we've got to um, recreate that structure. So maybe, you know, actually having a desk space, um, having a sort of recreational or break time, all that, you know, all that sort of thing, you know, kind of replicating the office environment. And then there will be some people for whom the idea of that is quite annoying. Yeah. And actually their, their home space is precious. Uh, you're really used to that not being like your office space. Um, and 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 having to come to some kind of compromise, um, and, and just acknowledging that it's not easy. And and do you? I'm. And we well, we spoke just before um, we recorded this, and in uh, in it times like this, do more people um, seek help from people like yourself, professionals like yourself? Um. Yes, but but I'd say some some do and some don't. I mean, one of the specific challenges at the moment um, is that uh, the the therapists at the moment, really outside of clinical settings, um, who want to carry on working, working online, um, and there's people like me who've quite enjoyed that for a while, um, working sort of on on the phone or on Zoom or on Skype, these different places. Um, and uh, and some people really feel that the that some of the connection is lost. Uh, I'm I'm not so sure about that myself. But but one of the one of the challenges about seeking therapies, I think a lot of people would have thought, right, okay, um, I want a therapist near where I live um, or near where I work, um, and so I'm going to go on Google Maps or I'm going to Google, you know, um, yeah. therapist in South London or whatever. And and now. Um, because we're sort of everywhere, which is great in a way, and it's, it's never been easier for someone to access therapy, um, that uh, you, you'll tend to be searching by keywords, um, which is sort of pressurising us to become specialists. Um, and whereas, yeah, you know, I, I do have a certain amount of experience in anxiety with, with different sorts of people, um, but it, it can be a pressure that, that everyone ends up having a box and not straying outside of that box um and and that will also be the the source of some of the anxiety that brings people to therapy that they're getting kind of trimmed yes and and do you feel there's there's um often uh maybe the biggest hurdle is for someone to actually acknowledge that they might need external help yes um and 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 what help that might be, because I, I think the the majority of people really want to do a good job. And when you're in work, um, and you know, not everyone, of course, of course, there's some people that will be really enjoying working at home because they don't really like office environments, or you know, for a variety of reasons, it's not um, it's not a straightforward picture. All this, but but people that have by, by and large, people try and do their best. Um, and for a lot of people, the experiences are just not quite fitting. Uh, and a lot of other people, you know, they're able to get on with things. Why am I not able to get on with it? Um, and, and 
quite quickly rather than being able to talk about that there's this sort of guilt about it or shame about it that well what's wrong with me um and I, I think a big a big challenge to an employer because of course you know you you, you want to streamline people, you want an efficient working environment, and you want people to have their space, that actually not everyone has to disclose things they don't want to disclose, that people sort of being sad at work or angry at work or feeling a bit lost from time to time, that that's something that you know, maybe they do share with colleagues, maybe after work, you know, maybe you've actually got this sort of work-life balance quite... Um, working in quite a creative way in the office but it's not everyone's experience um and and to create a place where um yeah people maybe don't have to reveal everything yeah okay that that, that that's um that's really interesting and then in terms of um as an individual if i wanted to um, be able to, um, you know, help myself read read something about this, be it a book or anything online. Have you got any um, resources that you could direct people towards that may also offer them support and help? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's... Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> that's all right. That's quite, spe- quite specific. Um, well, I think that uh, I think the first thing to say is that there is a lot of stuff online, um, and I think one of the great things about having labels with neurodiversity um, is that a, a few of these um, labels have really great uh, and often um, kind of people-led. Uh, like advocacy organisations, there's some, there's some great places like the National Autistic Society who actually do an employment training service. Um, they've got some good resources online. Um, who else? Like the, there's an organisation called UK ADHD. Yeah. Um, but kind of one, of one of the great things at the moment and the great things about the internet um, is that... Um, it allows for organisation and, and sharing of resources, and there is a lot of stuff out there. Um, Mind has some quite good resources on this as well. Okay, that's great. And what we'll do is, um, for anyone listening, we'll put those links as well um, in the description for this podcast. Yeah. Nick, I've got to say, it was an absolute pleasure um, speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or SoundCloud and join us next month for more conversations on diversity in data.